Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that the doors to my marketing playbook are opening very, very soon. If you're a service provider and want to learn how to market your business like a pro, this six-week program is for you. Head on over to mymarketingplaybook.com forward slash course to pop your name in the wait list and I'll send you an email as soon as the doors are open. All right, let's get going. Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can create an amazing business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. Today, we are joined by Ryan Coral of Tell Studios, which is a video production company based out of Michigan. Now, with over 17 years experience as a documentary filmmaker and entrepreneur, Ryan loves building partnerships with clients and telling authentic stories that inspire action, highlight legacies, and help grow businesses. Ryan also, on the side, consults other video studios on how to build their business through a weekly podcast and digital courses. He has a lot of stuff going on, but today we are talking specifically about how to DIY your video production in a way that is affordable, doable, and actually fun. (laughs) Ryan has loads of helpful tips and tricks to help you confidently and authentically film and produce videos for your small business. So without any further ado, Adieu, adieu. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm going to introduce you to my friend Ryan and we're going to talk smack about video and hopefully you find it useful. Let's do it. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. It's so good to be chatting with you. I'm really looking forward to talking all things video, course production, live videos, all the things. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm super glad to be with you and this is going to be great. We've already had 15 minutes of fun before this all (laughs) begun. So I love it. I feel like this is going to be a really hilarious conversation, (laughs) but (laughs) I can tell, I can kind of tell. At least we'll think that it's hilarious, but. I know. I feel like we're laughing. So hopefully other people are laughing. What time is it where you are? It is currently? 7.21 p.m. My two oldest children are supposed to be putting our youngest one down here uh, any minute because my wife is out with some girlfriends tonight. So hopefully we won't uh, be interrupted by screaming six-year-olds or barking dogs or anything like that, but we'll see. <laughs> There's always the chance and I like that. That's great. Tell us about what the heck you do. Tell us about Tell Studios and, and how you started. Yeah. Uh, so tell studios, I, I started 17 years ago is when I started my business officially. Uh, I was working right before this, I was working at the college that I had attended for four years. I was working there for about two years in the enrollment department and somehow, some way I had convinced the, uh, my boss, uh, to buy me a video camera and a computer because the internet was kind of becoming a big thing. This is like, you know, back actually before YouTube uh, was something. <laughs> And I was hosting a lot of events at the college and I just, I, I had always loved video. I, I made my first video when I was in like seventh or eighth grade zombie video, you know, with my buddy Matt and just hilarious and super dumb, but always just <laughs> loved it. Thought it was super cool. Never thought it would amount to anything. But when I had a chance to like, Hey, like 
to promote the college, we should actually buy a video camera and I should start making some videos for the college to promote these events. So they bought it for me. I got to start playing and I was getting paid to shoot and edit. And I just thought this was the most incredible thing ever. And then every time I would drive to work or drive home from work, all I would think about was how the heck can I just do this? this one thing. And, and eventually uh, my wife and I were newly married. We didn't have any debt, and it was a great time to take a small risk. And so I just said, I'm just going to try it. Uh, so I left the college. They were contracting me to do video work. The church that we were going to has this incredible video uh, department. And so I was getting to work with them and do some videos for them. And then like, you know, random friends and family were hiring me to do projects. I was doing grandpa's 80th birthday, scanning slides for, you know, great, great grandma, whoever, and, uh, (laughs) you know, shooting kind of everything in just all over the place. And then six months into that, uh, I had a friend who was a photographer. He said, Hey, I'm shooting a wedding on Saturday. They don't have a video. Uh, would you be interested? They've got 500 bucks. And I was like, dude, I'll 500 bucks. That's like, I'm going to be rich after this. And, uh, so I shot the wedding. I'd never shot a wedding. It was so incredibly fun. I had a blast. Um, I really felt like I was creating a, uh, like a, a legacy piece for this family. And that was the moment that my business had shifted where I really felt like here's a niche that I absolutely love and think I can nail. And, uh, and so that's, we, we kind of branded ourselves as a wedding film company. And for a whole bunch of years, that was primarily the work that we did. And then fast forward a whole bunch of years, uh, as my family grew and our dreams for, uh, becoming financially, uh, free, um, just continued to grow and realize like, man, I need to save money for college. My kids are going to get married someday. We lived in this awesome little bungalow and, uh, this, city that, that we were in and it was great, but, um, I also had employees and then Andrea, my wife kicked me out of the house. Not, not like she kicked my <laughs> office out of the house. She said, go get a studio, you know, go work someplace else. Cause we've got two kids. And so, you know, we just needed more money and weddings in Michigan. Uh, they, they just only happen five months out of the year, six months out of the year. So we, uh, at some point, started telling stories, not just of couples, but we started partnering with businesses and nonprofits and working with brands to tell their stories. Um, and that opened up a whole lot of doors for us, uh, so that we made a lot more money. We worked Monday through Friday instead of Saturdays. I got my weekends back. I got to like, uh, meet my friends again and like hang out with them over the summer. And that was just amazing. And it was so rich. And it was really what I wanted for my family, knowing as my kids were getting older, like I wanted to be able to be with them when they weren't at school. And, uh, so, you know, 17 years of doing video production, uh, and today, you know, we still work with a lot of different kind of clients, but about five years ago, I started another company and that the focus of that company is uh, I help other video business owners on the business side of what they do. So um, I don't teach them how to shoot or edit, but it's like, hey, here, here are all the ways that I've failed in my video business over the last 17 years. And here are the things I've succeeded in. So I have a weekly podcast. Uh, I do coaching. I have digital courses. We saw a whole bunch of success. I saw a whole bunch of success in that world, and it was super fun and fulfilling. And then we had one of our uh, corporate clients approach our production company and say, hey, uh, her name is Susan. She said, hey, I want to shoot a course, and I want to start, you know, she's traveling all over the world teaching people how to make these, like, amazing flowers for corsages and uh, weddings and all, all this, like, really, really high-end amazing stuff. She said, I want to start selling this stuff online instead of traveling so much. And I said, uh, we can definitely shoot and edit and create an awesome-looking, you know, series of 
courses and lessons for you. Would you be interested in us taking care of like all of the the uh, website creation and the Facebook marketing and all of the, the pieces so that all you have to do is like teach and then you're done. She was like, oh my gosh, like, yes. Like if I don't have to do any of those parts. And so we started another part of our, our production company where we really kind of became like this small agency and we've partnered with a couple other um, course creators and, and that's what we do with them. We, we shoot, we edit, uh, their course stuff. We help them produce Facebook ads and, you know, just all the pieces that they need to build and scale their, uh, their course creation business, whatever that thing is. And that work has been super fun because we're working with founders and, um, the success that we've been able to get with them, uh, has been really, really exciting and has just opened up some really cool uh, possibilities and allowed me to dream even bigger, brighter, better, all this stuff. Thanks for having me on the show. Good night, New York. <laughs> I love it. And I love the thing about your story is I love that you have, I hate the word pivot since pivot. COVID. I'm like, That's the first time I've I heard that word, word pivot. in the last year. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. 2020, you were living under a rock. <laughs> no, but I love that you have not been afraid to go, let's transform and let's actually go with what the what our clients really need, go with what our customers are really wanting. And I love that you guys have really identified, okay, there's a there's a niche in, and I love that you call it niche, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I call it I had niche. to settle. <laughs> I used to do it saying both to, to appease both of the sides, but uh, it's niche for me. It's just- uh, It's niche for you. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So wait, do you call it quiche or kitsch? A kitsch, of course, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad we got that sorted. So I love that you have done that because I think obviously like in 2020, there was this huge need for people to go online and so many people are overwhelmed by the video side. Yeah. I think that's the big barrier for a lot of people. And also you're so right, like the Facebook ads, the website, what I think happens is particularly founders and small business owners, there's this thing of I'm technically good at, you know, your client floristry. I don't want to under like I don't want to have to be epic at video yeah. production and editing and grading and then uploading everything to a course program or whatever. So I love that you guys go, all right, let us handle that stuff and you can just focus on what you're good at. I think that's just so powerful and so helpful for people. Yeah, it's um I mean even today I I'm hiring a marketing person to to help us on our course, all of our course stuff. And, uh, and with my own podcast, uh, and I'm going to be launching another show here, uh, probably this quarter or next quarter. And I'm realizing I can do all of the things I've learned how to do all of the things like 17 years ago, yeah. I had to figure out how to do all of the things, even down to like accounting and being in spreadsheets and taxes and all that stuff. But here's the thing. If I had to do accounting for the last 17 years and, and like that had to be a part of my weekly, you know, tasks, I would have quit my own job 16 years ago. Like it's, I hate it. It's the worst. It's life draining. And <laughs> when, you, you know, you have the good fortune of realizing, or I've had the good fortune of realizing that even though it seems like I'm saving money by doing whatever the tasks are myself, it, it's a joke because as soon as I step back and let somebody else do it, not only are they going to do it faster, they're, they're going to do it better. They're, I'm not really good at math anyway, uh, even though you just plug numbers into a, 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 I don't even know what you call it, a spreadsheet. 
<laughs> but somebody who specializes in that, you know, our, our CPA firm, like they, they just helped me deposit $20,000 in my account that I, I would not have thought about. Uh, and if I did think about it, it would have been half of that amount. And then they came back to me and they said, Hey, there's the rules have changed. If you tweak this and talk to your bank, they're actually going to double that amount. So it's like, Oh my gosh. And some people would say like, Oh, I would never pay a CPA throughout the year. Like, you know, maybe at the end of the year for taxes or whatever. But when you have somebody who's an expert in their field doing their thing, not only, uh, will it get done better, faster, but then my time gets freed up to do the thing that I love and the thing that I'm really hardwired to do. I'm not hardwired to do all of the, I'm not hardwired to create posts on social media and I'm not hardwired. I can do those things, but you know, you really have to step back and say like, what if there was only one thing that I did inside of my business that moved the needle or that had the biggest amount of impact uh, that made the most money, what is that one thing? And then what are all the other things that get in the way and that slow me down and that, that take, that suck the life out of me. And when you can start identifying those things and start delegating, yeah, it costs some money to do those things, but it's costing you a lot more time and energy and, and really soul sucking. Uh, if you, if you keep at those things thinking like, Oh yeah, let's just save some money, cut some corners here, there, and just do it myself. Ugh, it's the worst. I totally agree. We, we just, um, announced this week that we're hiring someone. Oh yeah. I saw honestly, that. It's awesome. Thank I you. liked your Instagram post. Yeah. Double clicked on that. Thanks. I was like, how do I describe the type of person I want <laughs> on our team? And decided they have to be smart like Hermione. They have to have the work, work, work. work. They, what am I saying? Work, they have to have work ethic work. of. <laughs> work ethic of Harvey Specter. And I couldn't remember the, um, the character that J-Lo played in The Wedding Planner, but I can't remember her name. Yeah. But they it's had good. to have her organizational skills. So I was like, that's who I want. But since posting that, we haven't, you know, at the time of this recording, we haven't hired someone yet. But honestly, since putting that out there and just being like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna find the right person, my brain has been able to think of other ways we can serve yeah. our clients, other ways we can serve our community. And immediately I'm like, the beauty of going, I I can think of these ideas without kind of stopping and then going, well, I've got to execute all of this, so I'm not going to do it, you know? So I think there's so much power in going, I love being able to DIY and I love knowing about, Yep. I think it's really important to understand your numbers. I think it's really important totally. to understand marketing and sales, but when you can start to outsource, it is so liberating. It makes you feel so good. So I, I totally, totally love that you're all about that too. So in your journey of, you know, you've been in business for 17 years. I feel like often we learn from a, a lot of the time, I don't know, this might just be me. I learn more from the things I get wrong than the things that I get right. <laughs> so what do you think are some of the missteps you've taken in the journey of building Tell Studios and how have those missteps helped you grow your business? Um, man, yeah, that's a great question. You know, it's funny because honestly, I mean, if you read my bio, I, there are some of our, the biggest wins that I've ever gotten in my career. Like I, you know, I, you just stuff that full of like all the good stuff, but there are like, I just don't, I, I'm super optimistic person. I'm super positive, but I don't like walk through the day like being like, oh man, I did that. Like I did, I, my mind is like, man, how can I do that better? Like what's the, what's the, like yeah. I'm content, I'm satisfied. Um, 
So it's not like I'm, I'm always feeling like a failure or anything like that. But when I think through how to get better and how I've grown, it's always been when I'm in the valley. It's always when I'm at, in my low spots. You know, we're our creative director of 10 years who I became so, so, such, such good friends with. Uh, he just left, you know, two weeks was his last week with us. And uh, that was, you know, that was not a highlight of mine, but in that, you know, when he first approached me like two and a half months ago and said, hey, here's the scoop. I was like heartbroken. But out of that, like, you know, our business is going to flourish. And the things that we've kind of realized um, what we're going to be able to do because of how different the company looks now, um, it's just like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but through that, you know, that people are like, Ryan, are you okay? I know John's leaving. I heard the news and, and I'm like, I'm fine. Like this is, it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, it hurts. It, I mean, it's just sad because I love him to death and I'm not going to see him as much. And that's a bummer. We're not going to make cool stuff as much together anymore. So, you know, when you bring that up, I'm like, I'm here today because of all of the failures that, that I've made. And I would say, you know, one of, one of my favorite lines, I, I would be a multimillionaire today if I didn't make this mistake and not like invest in Apple or something like that. Um, in my own <laughs> yeah. video business, it was 2010, I think it was. And uh, I had started speaking at different video conferences and I was on stage and I was, man, I had so much fun. I loved, loved doing that. Well, I also had a team back home of, you know, my video team. And I started uh, wanting to create like how-to videos and just kind of like create content for YouTube and just to put online. And I was so insecure. Um, you know, my team would, you know, they might not even have been mean or said anything mean spirited, but the way that I was kind of receiving, I was afraid to kind of share stuff with them. And very quickly, I just said, I'm not doing this. Like, this is like, I'm just, it's not as good as it should be. These guys don't really like, if these guys don't like it, then the rest of the world's not going to like it. And so I'm just going to stop wasting my time. Well, fast forward a whole bunch of years and my friend, Matt Davis approached me. Uh, we were filming an event together and he said, Hey, I'm thinking about launching this coaching thing uh, for videographers again. Cause you know, he had done it a few years prior. And when he had launched it a few years prior, that's when I was like, Oh man, I would love to be working with videographers and helping them in their business. That would be so fun. Uh, but I didn't do it because he was doing it. And then also I was just having these, all these insecure moments. And so when Matt said he was going to be doing this again, I said, dude, like, could I do that with you? I was like really hesitant. And, and he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, are you serious? And so that's, <laughs> that's how we started this, this other company five years ago. He's not in that, the business anymore, but, um, because he's a loser. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're still actually really good <laughs> friends. I hope he listens to this episode, Matt. I love you. Um, yeah, we, he left just really to focus more on his business and it was just, uh, it was the, the right thing for both of us to do. Anyway, my point being today, you know, I've got thousands of people that listen to our show. Um, I've had in-person events. We've done virtual events. I have gotten to know this tribe of filmmakers super well. Um, and they are like, oh my gosh, Ryan, like I've connected with other videographers. You've helped me, you know, charge more. I've, my business is growing. It's thriving. People telling me those things. And my biggest mistake 10 years ago was not, was not doing it then because to me, one of my favorite phrases is you don't learn until you launch. So my biggest encouragement yeah. to people is like, just do the thing, like whatever you're thinking, 
try it. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? So when I think back to my team kind of snickering or whatever they were doing when I was like sharing the stuff or them just being like, "Yeah, it's like not, not that cool. Like for me, it was what I wanted to do. And, and I, I should have just followed my, my gut and my instincts because really if I put it out there and nobody watched it, okay, like whatever, like then my ego is maybe hurt, but like big deal. I can, I can get over that. So Today, I still a little bit struggle with perfectionism being in the video world where we try to make everything look and sound amazing and f- make it create with feeling and all this stuff. And so there's times where I'm hesitant to put something out there. And I, I have a coach who told me, he said, Ryan, when you hold back on putting something out in the world that you feel like you're excited about, you're passionate about, we, and, and you don't put it out there because you don't feel like it's at the level that it needs to be, you know, you want it to be at a 10 out of 10. Well, you have to remember that if you feel like it's a six out of 10 for the person that needs that, for the person that's out there, they're going to watch that or listen to that. And to them, it's going to be a 10 out of 10. If it's not a 10 out of 10, it's a nine out of 10. They're, they're going to get some big epiphanies and insights in, you know, your journey, your story, your, your, the things that you want to share. And so that was, that was just like a really eye opening experience for me to, to say, yeah, you're right. And I, man, I can't believe for so long, I just believed this lie of like, it's not good enough and I'll make it perfect. And when it's perfect, I'll put it out there because it's, the thing is, it's never going to be at the level that I really want it to be. And since COVID, I've been able to do so many things that I never had the guts to do where I had no other option. It was like, we had to host some online webinars and then we hosted a virtual summit and then we hosted another virtual summit. And I connected with so many people. I knew the tech would probably get messed up. I knew I would probably fumble over my words and I knew the branding wouldn't be as cool as I wanted, but I'm like, I don't care. Like here's an opportunity for me to try to add value, make an impact. And I, I can either do it or not do it. I'm doing it because I believe, I firmly believe in this concept of like, you don't learn until you launch. And so I would say, had I launched 10 years ago, my YouTube channel, you know, I'd have tens of thousands of followers. I'd have millions of dollars in course sales because over the years, you know, people would be buying the stuff that I'd be putting out there. So today I would be a multimillionaire, but that's okay because that's one of the best lessons for me to learn uh, in my story, my journey, because I I am such a big proponent for, uh, for other people who are thinking like, man, I've got this course idea, but you know, somebody else has a course like it and I, I'm just not going to do it because it's not going to be as good as theirs. And if you don't mind, if I just say this, stop listening <laughs> 100%. to that voice that says, okay, somebody else already has this course. They're going to, theirs is better. It doesn't matter. If you go to the library, you look on the bookshelves for a book on business, there's not one book on how to do business. There's not one book on how to do sales. There are bazillion, jazillion, I don't know if that's a number, but it's like every <laughs> other person writes a book on business. And guess what? There are tons and tons and tons of New York Times bestsellers and, you know, million copies sold of business books of the same niche or niche business books. So don't tell me just because somebody else is doing it and it looks better, the cover's better, the, the, you know, the about it, whatever, like it looks better. It feels better. The person's better looking. They sound better. My voice is squeaky. It's annoying. Whatever. My beard is too bushy. Like that stuff doesn't matter because (laughs) If you have one friend in the world, that means that you could probably have more than one friend, which also means that there are people out there that are going to connect with you, resonate with you. Amy Porterfield, I love her to death. She, she is the person who got me to, like in this world. Uh, I bought her webinars that convert course like five years ago. And I just, I, 
I could look at her stuff and just be like, there's no, there's no way I'll ever be able to, you know, be as big and famous and, you know, have this cool stuff. But I don't like people are going to connect with her and she's got a massive audience. People are going to connect with me because I have a smaller audience. I have more time to connect with my, with more people. And to that, my tribe, that's really valuable. And that makes me unique. And that makes this stage of life where I'm at very unique. And every other video company, if I have competitors out there that are doing the same thing, it doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're, people are going to connect with me and people are not going to, you know, there's somebody for everybody. So anyway, tangent almost over, just do the freaking (laughs) thing. You don't learn until you launch. You can do this. You've got what it takes, put it out there. And you know, if everybody says that it's the worst thing ever, why did you do that? Then, you know, whatever, just shake it off and uh, do something different the next day. So good. I feel like we could end the podcast right there because that's amazing. And I think that whole idea of the perfection thing really resonates with me because um, my husband always says to me with this podcast, I would, I'm not allowed to listen to the edits. Once they're done, I'm not allowed to listen because I would listen back and my brother edits them and he's amazing. But I would listen back and be like, oh, I sound like such a silly person when I said that thing or like why did I why did I do that why did I sound like that and it's like Nath my husband says you are not producing a song (laughs) it's like I will be like that's good "Mm, this needs to sound like this and my voice sounds funny and we need to cut out my ums and all the funny things I say and he's like just do it who cares it's it it actually just needs to happen and needs you just need to launch it so for me it's also setting little practices to go, all right, once it's live, I can't look at it. Once it's, you know, edited <laughs> and approved, I'm not, I'm not listening to it because I can't, we're so critical of ourselves and oh, we have yeah. this perfection thing that just really stops you from making progress. And I yep. think particularly in the online course world, and I do want to get into some video tips from you as well, but in the online course world, there is this thing of, people are paying for your take on something, right? Like they're, people will come to you, Ryan, because they want to hear, they like the way you spin it. They like the way you communicate it. They like the, your vibe. And so it can feel like, oh, there's not enough room for me. You know, I'm in marketing. It's like the most saturated industry ever. But I have to trust that people will buy my course because they like how I approach marketing and they like how I tell stories to relate and, and all those different things. And it's actually letting people, giving people the opportunity to choose you. I think that's really, really, really powerful. I believe that if you can market your business, you can grow your business. So if you're a small business owner wondering why the heck your business isn't growing, or you're wanting to take it to the next level, then my marketing playbook is for you. In this course that's designed especially for small business owners, we cover everything from social media, email list building, messaging, website, design, copywriting, Facebook ads, and more. The waitlist for My Marketing Playbook is now open and you can sign up to get first access at mymarketingplaybook.com forward slash course. I hope to see your name in there because I know this is going to help you grow your business. So if we kind of shift into DIY, because I know a lot of our community are like, great, 
I want to do video. I want to build a course. I want to get in front of the camera, but I have no idea where to start. So if we think about being on camera, let's talk about that first. Why do you think people freak out about being on camera? And do you have any tips and tricks on how to get over that fear? (laughs) Uh, Well, nobody (laughs) really likes what they look like or what they sound like. Uh, Maybe, you know, maybe some more than other, but everybody's so critical of themselves. So, and that's like, I've, you know, I think I've always kind of thought, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of a handsome guy. But like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, man, I'm just not as, I'm not as good looking as I was, you know, 20 <laughs> years ago. Um, and I've got hair in places that it's like, wow, like hair grows in ears. What the heck is that all about? So I, I think, I think it's just owning the fact that that is just part of it. Like you don't, you wouldn't not go out to a bar or wherever to in, or to a party in, avoid meeting people because you're like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, my voice is squeaky or I, you know, I just got this like blotchy skin or whatever. No, like those things don't hold you back from meeting people, you know, and obviously, you know, some people are more introverted or whatever. And that's the beauty of like having a camera and just doing this by yourself. Cause you don't, like, nobody else is in the room with you. So I think, I think it's just kind of owning that, like everybody's in the same boat, even that, you know, the most gorgeous people that we know, uh, they, they struggle with like feeling like, Oh my gosh, my hair is not perfect. I remember this one wedding that I shot where this bride was like one of the prettiest brides we ever met. And there was like some hair somewhere that she didn't like how it was. And she was crying. I'm like, do you understand? Like every one of your bridesmaids <laughs> wishes they looked, you know, a 10th of like, so, so I, I think that's just, you just have to get over yourself about like what you look like, what you sound like. Again, your hair's never going to be perfect. I would also say like if you're posting videos on YouTube, just don't read the comments. Have somebody else do that for you because some people oh are going to be gosh. like, you know, they're, <laughs> some people are just the worst and like, that's just the way it's going to be always. Um, so I think that's, that's a big one. And it, the practice is just like doing it and <laughs> like you, how you don't yeah. listen to your podcast don't, you know, after yeah. it's edited or whatever, like don't watch it or, or have somebody else edit it, just create the content. But, you know, in the same way that uh, you would go mingle with people, just try to put on that mindset of like, you, you are passionate about this thing that you're teaching. And there are people that need that thing that you're teaching. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it, right? You care deeply about this thing. So don't let the way that you look or the way that you sound, don't let that get in the way of how you can help somebody, how you can serve somebody and change somebody's life. I mean, that that is worth like me getting over how I look, right? Totally. I love that. And I love the idea of actually practically, it's, it's great to kind of flag it. If someone else is editing your videos or whatever, kind of for me, I, I say to my team, I do this weird thing sometimes with my mouth and I'm like, I look pretty funny when I do it. And so I just tell them, I don't want that to be anywhere. So if we have to cut to B-roll at that point, that's what we have to do. Mm -hmm. But they all know, I'm like, I look funny there. And that's just, I need you to sort it. (laughs) I don't want to deal with that. So it's like also kind of like there are some things and maybe this is a, a female thing, but I'm like, I like to get my hair blown out before we do a filming day or whatever. I want to make sure that I feel comfy in the clothes I'm wearing, that it's something that I would wear on a normal day. Like I think it's important for it to feel like you. And so knowing, okay, 
what are the things that are going to make me feel comfortable here? That's really going to help as well. So, yeah, I would, I would push back on that just a little bit. Like if you're going to do your brand story filming, get your hair blown out. If you're going to do the, the lessons for your course, you're going to film those, get your hair blown out. But if you're like, man, I've, I've got a YouTube video I could shoot right now, or I've got, you know, a piece of content I would love to share, but my hair isn't blown out. I, I, my outfit's fine, but my hair just is, if you can get comfortable with less things like that, then again, you can serve more in greater capacity. Um, so I, I am on the same page with you, but I've let those things, I mean, I've never got my hair blown out. Um, I've blown out other things, but <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. For stories, you don't have to do that at all. But I know for me, for like if we're doing a big course filming day or totally like a big shoot, I'm like, I want to, I don't want to have weird, I don't want my hair to feel weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally, you, you definitely don't have to do that. You know, that's just me personally. I like to have whatever. When it comes to someone, so they, they feel a bit more comfortable getting on camera then they've got to start the actual filming process. So what do you think are the top things that help someone to DIY their video? So what kind of not negotiables do you have? I think a lot of people, uh, I just had somebody send me a couple of videos because they're they're putting a DIY like uh, testimonial. Um, I, ha- I had this like mini course on how to get, case studies, feedback, really good, uh, testimonials from your success story clients. And it starts with you sending them a video. And so my client sent me, he's like, Hey, here's, you know, what do you think about these? I'm going to send these to all of our clients. (laughs) And I, I wouldn't laugh if anybody sent them to me, except for, uh, Jeremy. Uh, he's like, he's (laughs) super fun guy, but also (laughs) like when you watch the video, he's like, the, the still frame of him was like, he kind of looked like a little bit mad. And so I was laughing when I first saw him, I'm like, dude, what is going on here? And I hit play and he's like, uh, first just tell me your name and the name of your business, so, something along those lines. And then the next question, he kind of loosened up a little bit, but I was told this a long time ago. Uh, actually, I think I read it in how to win friends and influence people. When you answer the phone, answer like, have a smile on your, on your face. Cause people can actually hear that, which is like, that sounds weird. Um, people will feel it when they see it. Right. So when you start your videos, you don't have to have like a huge, like super cheesy people have like gone to the extreme. And like, hi, I'm Ryan. And this is my video. But like, uh, l- try to look pleasant in whatever you think you, if you look, just look in the mirror and be like, okay, this is a natural. No, that's not natural. But, but start with a smile, I think is like one of the best pieces of advice, <laughs> unless you are super serious. And if that's your vibe, that's fine too. Um, I guess I just lean more toward the, I'm going to smile. Cause I, my cheeks kind of hurt at the end of most days. Cause I just smile a lot. Uh, but my encouragement typically, especially with women, uh, you know, people just look more flattering when it, when at least you start with a smile and then, you know, try to end with a smile. <laughs> it seems like yeah, a silly I thing, love that. but, uh, you know, you, if you're creating stuff for social or, you know, courses or whatever, uh, especially in your introduction, uh, that's, that's a great place to, uh, just be happy that you're there be happy that, uh, your people are there as well. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. What else do you think in terms of like 
lighting or gear or are there any things that you're like, you can kind of go cheap on everything, but invest in this? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make is, you know, your video can look like crap, but if it sounds bad, people will get hung up on that. But before we get yeah. into audio, let me just talk about lighting really quick because a couple of quick fixes, actually too bad I don't have, I had old light bulbs in this room. So I have a, uh, usually I have a $37 Amazon light here lighting me. This new one is actually a lot more expensive and it looks basically the same. I just like it a little bit more uh, because I'm in production. Uh, but having a uh, daylight balanced light and then yeah. the light behind me is also day balanced, which means they are the same color. And more and more people are understanding that light has different colors. Like the sun has a cooler temperature, cooler looking light than uh, like a traditional, you walk into a bathroom and usually the bathroom light is like real, like orangey kind of, you know, yellowy. Um, and so the de temperature difference of those lights is very different. So what people will do is they're like, oh, you know, I heard somebody say like, I should sit it by a window to record my course video because, you know, the light's really flattering. And yeah, like usually that looks really great. But when you have your dining room light on as well, and that's like a different color, um, then you've got what's called mixed lighting. You've got, you know, kind of like a bluish light coming in here and then a red or orangish light coming in here and you look terrible. So <laughs> you could shut that light off easily. It like, you just want one color on you. You can do like yeah. cool, like led color lights behind you and, you know, fancy. That's kind of like a YouTube trend right now. Uh, that's fine. But if it's the light that's lighting you, make sure that it's not mixed and it's not expensive to get, you know, like, like I said, $37 soft box. It's like one of those things that really makes this light soft on my face. So that's really inexpensive, something that you can do for lighting. Uh, just shut the other lights off. Or, uh, if, if you, you don't have a window, that's okay. Cause you can still use your orange yellowish dining room light. Just make sure that there's no uh, a natural light coming through so that you're avoiding the mixed light with audio, man, there are so many, so many microphone brands and things, uh, your iPhone, it actually has a halfway decent microphone, but you know, the further you get away from it, the tinier, the worse it sounds, the new iPads that just got announced, like those microphones are going to be really, really cool. But you know, even investing 50, or a hundred dollars, um, quid pesos. What do you guys use in Australia? <laughs> dollars. Dollar. Oh, dollars. Um, yeah, those too. Uh, you know, quid. It, it, yes. it, in my mind, uh, you know, if you could get away with spending, you know, a hundred to $200 on gear and I should, I should really, you know, price out like lighting 37 bucks for a really good soft light. Um, you know, there's microphones out there that you can get for 50. If you have a hundred bucks, there's a little bit better microphones. And then uh road just came out with like a, their new updated, um, uh, go wireless pack. And I think it's 300 bucks. So that's getting like, you know, expensive for a DIY, but still the technology, it's, it continues to get really, really awesome, but really important for your courses to have good audio. And then yeah. as far as cameras go, like, honestly, an iPhone, iPad, I hate iPad. I just, <laughs> and this probably came from <laughs> weddings. 
I, I have lots of stories from weddings, but like I remember when iPads first came out with a camera and people would, you know, we're filming in the aisle, like way down the bride and groom or way down there. And then like some big person would get it in the aisle with this like <laughs> massive iPad taking iPad pictures. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious right now? You look ridiculous because everybody else's camera is like this big and you've got this thing that's like bigger than your torso and you're taking pictures with it. <laughs> anyway, the quality of the camera, I think, is fine on those. It's probably a, a equal to an iPhone. Um, but those, you can actually get good looking video with, with an iPhone. Next step up is a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. And why I would recommend something like that is because then you can, well, actually you can get two things out of it. If you have a family or you like taking photos, you can get really nice photos of your family with a mirrorless camera and a cool lens. But then also you get that cool effect of like stuff in the background getting blurry. And that's the thing that, you know, our eyes are drawn to the thing that's in focus. And that just gives it like, it really ups the, the production, um, like a few notches when you can just, you know, a mirrorless camera, five or 600 bucks, and then a, a good lens that you would want to go. That's going to really help. It's not going to be the lens that comes with the camera. Those can blur out the background a little bit, but for about one or $200, you can get like a 50 millimeter lens or a 35 millimeter lens, something like that, or a 28 millimeter and, um, and do a great job of blowing the background out. Good light, good sound and, uh, and a good camera. Like those, those are all things that are kind of, uh, the camera is the one thing it's like, yeah, does it, am I going to use it outside of filming? Of course, if you would make the purchase, tell your spouse, or your partner, or whatever that we're doing this because we want to get pictures of dogs or whatever. Um, and then, oh, and I just happen to be uh, filming a course. I guess I'm going to use this thing too. One, yes, can I just share it. one more yes, little please. accessory that has been so helpful for me? Uh, I am a rambler. If you haven't noticed on this episode, I think I've you know <laughs> rambled for the majority of it. Um, no, it's good. Using a teleprompter, there is a cool app this is, this is a, this is like a gold nugget here. This is the worth, this is worth the cost of admission for this episode. There's an app called prompt smart and it might be prompt smart plus. And it is the coolest app. You type in your little script. If you're going to shoot a Facebook video or you're going to do your course or whatever, you type in your script, you can do it on your computer, upload it to your, to your phone and you hit play on the thing. And as you talk, the text moves. When you stop talking, text stops and it waits. So it's voice recognition software that as you're talking, it's moving. Unlike the old teleprompters that would just go and then you'd kind of have to yes. speed up and then it would get awkward. Um, so that's one of the coolest little tools. And for about 130 bucks, you can actually get a cool little um, teleprompter stand thing that you can put your phone in. And if you have a mirrorless camera or you have two phones, you can put the other one behind it and uh, use your phone to just talk through your scripts, stay on point, stay focused. Um, even if you just have like three words, three keywords that you want to share with somebody. If you want to hop on and do a social video, I was notorious for being like this. I'd be walking down the sidewalk and like, Hey, I just want to share three quick tips. And I'd share two tips and I'd be like, I can't remember the third one. So I guess that's going to be it. But with this app, like you can actually, you know, put the three things on the screen and it records while you're doing that. And, uh, it's just a cool feature and, uh, definitely a little bonus I that I just shared that. with your audience. So you're welcome. No, that is so good. Cause the using a teleprompter. So for anyone who hasn't used one before, before you film, you definitely want to practice with the prompter because 
it can be a bit of a mind thing of I look like I'm reading (laughs) your eyes kind of once you get the hang of it it's heaps more natural and I find for me I script everything like I script my jokes and some of them are bad and get vetoed and then they get cut out of the videos anyway but I script everything because I am like once I'm on a roll with that thing with that teleprompter I just want to be able to relax and smile and feel natural on camera without kind of being like I'm reading this and this is I'm getting lost or it's going too fast or it's going too slow or I want to stop to kind of add something you know I love that I'm what's the app called again it's called uh prompt smart oh that is so so good because honestly last time we filmed for um my business pep talk which is a weekly kind of five minute video we had Kim our designer sitting with um she was watching me watching the prompter sitting and pausing when I went off script so that would be amazing. Okay, I'm definitely going to download that. Yeah, do that. One more pro tip here when it comes to using a teleprompter. My favorite thing to do is actually squeeze the margins in. So, you know, you have the option to fill the whole screen with your text and it's like, oh, cool, it's nice and big. But <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, do you do outtakes? Because I just like nailed myself with my microphone. I'm getting real excited over here. Uh <laughs> Did you see that video I posted a few weeks ago of me hitting myself in the face with my headphones? Yeah, that that's definitely all the outtakes happen here with this microphone. Anyway, uh, narrow margins because I don't want my eyes traveling. And this is again, this comes down to my perfectionism. My, maybe I shouldn't even be sharing this with people, but no, I love. I just this. like to not see eyes travel as much. So if the text, if there's, if the margins are narrower, then the eyes have less to travel and, uh, they, they don't move as much and it feels a little bit more natural and authentic. So, um, that is so helpful. That's amazing. All right. So we're going to put, you have a, a special download for course production things. Talk to us about that because I know that there's so many things that people will want to have taken notes. Also, I find when people are listening to the podcast in the car, it's like pulling over to take notes because they were all really, really helpful. So talk to us about your checklist freebie situation. Yeah, it's just a course production checklist. You know, there's things that you should be doing before you start filming and obviously things that you should be doing. Well, I guess before and during, you know, so there's like pre-production we call it, and then there's actual production. So it's just a checklist of things, best practices, things that will help you not feel stressed out, not feel like, oh my gosh, what am I forgetting? Uh, And then also if you've got like your own uh, like weird practices or things that you do, uh, you know, there's obviously a place that you can add those uh, into the checklist. Uh, But these are some of the things that I do uh, before we're going to film a course. And, uh, you know, it's just, Checklist Manifesto is like one of my favorite books. Uh, It's about like, you know, checklists and things that like, if you can just like be creative outside and make sure that the things that you know you got to do, you you do those and then everything else is free game. Like that's my favorite way to live. So um, yes, the course production checklist and you can download it if you go to tellstudios.com slash course checklists. So it's tellstudio, T-E-L-L studios.com slash course checklist and uh, you can download that for free there amazing all right i have rapid fire questions for you we're also going to pop that yeah rapid fire this is the jam we're going to pop that link in the show notes by the way so everyone can access that okay final i've got four rapid fires for you 
First one. Finish this sentence. Success looks like. You? <laughs> Wait, uh, do you su- mean me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just you. If you're I'm so glad success, you said that. <laughs> uh, su- success looks like, um, man, that's a, this is a good, I know it's a rapid fire. So rapid fire answer too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, success <laughs> looks like when you're able to feel free and you're able to serve others in a powerful way. I love that. One thing small business owners need to stop doing today. All the things. Do you know everyone says that? It's actually amazing. Everyone says people need to That's stop doing everything. That's how we started the everything. show. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Okay, the biggest piece of advice that you wish you knew when you started Tell Studios. Mm, I think I already told you. Don't learn until you launch. Just do the thing. Love it. Starting a business like was like, it wasn't a risk. It was like, yeah, we're going to try it. Um, but when, you know, when rubber hit the road and it was like, man, like here's this thing I'm going to create and kind of put out there. And this is me. This isn't like our clients videos. This is me, uh, man. I wish I would have done that. My, my life uh, would be so much different today. I think I'd be doing a lot more of what I love doing uh, instead of today. I'm still piecing that stuff together, but I'd be doing a lot more of it uh, had I done that, taking that advice earlier. I love it. And final one, what has been the most valuable investment you've made in your business? Uh, in people, uh, whether it. it's coaching, uh, getting opportunities to be in community, uh, networking, um, having lunch, uh, buying coffee for people. I think just anytime I can be with others, I'm sharpened. There's times where I feel like I'm able to sharpen other people. Um, that's just like definitely the, the richest, best thing that I have invested in. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. I am so excited for everyone to start implementing all of this stuff. That course checklist is going to be a game changer. I'm already taking notes of things that I want to do for our filming the next time we film. So, so good. So helpful. So people can follow you on Instagram. Where where can people find you? Yep. Uh, Ryan, I'm kind of on all of them. I don't post as nearly as much as my wife does. You should actually just follow my wife. She's got cool art. Uh, no, I'm Ryan Coral. It's K-O-R-A-L, you know, LinkedIn. I probably post the most there, second most on Facebook and sometimes on Instagram. Uh, but when I do post, it's very intentional and my family is adorable and I try to post witty, funny, uh, sometimes uh, deep, meaningful things. So definitely worth the follow. Uh, yeah, for sure. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Laura, you are such a joy. I love that you're doing the show. Um, I appreciate your perspective. And for those of you who don't know, I've actually hired Laura in the past to help us with some marketing stuff because she is a freaking pro. And uh, man, I just appreciate your spirit and uh, and your gift. So thanks for sharing it with, uh, with me and the rest of the world. Thank you so much, Ryan. We'll chat to you very soon. All right, bye-bye. Well, there you have it. That is the play-by-play for this week. Now, don't forget to check out the show notes because we have links to all of Ryan's stuff and also to that course production checklist, which I know is going to be so helpful for you. I hope that you feel encouraged to start implementing video into your marketing. Start small, DIY. Remember, it doesn't have to be 
super expensive. It doesn't have to be super high production. You can start with what you've got currently. Now, remember, you can join our Facebook group to connect a bit further. Just search My Business Playbook and you will find us and I'll be in there to say hello and to welcome you. I hope that you have a wonderful week. We'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Go get them.